And kind of a chilly morning out there. We'll get the weather forecast for you if you're headed out into the wonderful great outdoors. By the way, this is the weekend of the 17th Annual Eagle Expo down in Morgan City. Our Bayou Wild team traveled down there earlier this week and got a little sneak preview of what was going on, observed some eagles on their nest. There's going to be boat tours and field trips and a social party down at Lake End Park, a Birds of Prey program. If you can't make it down there today, uh, just Google CajunCoast.com and get in touch with the folks down there, and they can hook you up with your own personal eagle tour. Wonderful birds, beautiful birds. And uh, we've got, ironically, another story dealing with an eagle. We'll tell you about that a little bit later on. Of course, we've got our live fishing reports from our staff of field reporters. We'll be hearing from Jeff Brule and Mitch Juricic, Daryl Carpenter, Captain Mike Gallo, Brendan Bayard with the Paddlers Report, and Ryan Lambert. In just a few minutes, we're going to be talking to Robbie Campo, uh, the proprietor of Campo's Marina down in Shell Beach. We also ask for your reports, along with your comments, your questions. It's Immediate communication with the show. You can text us real time. Comes to the studio, 504-260-1870. And a lot of you try to send me some photos of your catches and kills, but I can't do that. If you go to my webpage, dontheoutdoorsguy.com, and look for the contact button, you can reach me there. We're also going to be following up, as I mentioned, on a previous bad boy, the outdoor story. Uh, His surprising sentence was handed down earlier this week. We've got that story for you. Also breaking news this week, uh, the Louisiana Department of Health has issued some health advisories for certain water bodies in northeast Louisiana, including Black Bayou Lake, the Washita River, and some of the other smaller bayous. You might want to check it out on the Department of Health or the Department of Wildlife and Fisheries website. Species you have to be worried about, and it's because they live the longest, they bioaccumulate toxins like mercury. In other words, if a, a small brim with a short lifespan uh, gets mercury contamination and then a bass eats it and a bigger bass eats it and a catfish eats it, it doesn't go away. It moves up the food chain. So those ones at the top of the food chain, the longest-lived fish, gas bagoo, the largemouth bass, the flathead catfish, those would be the ones that would be more likely to have high contaminations of mercury. So what they have done is they've issued some advisories about how much fish you should eat. Uh, Young children and pregnant women are most at risk and eating these fish, and they recommend, uh, you know, different uh, meals, how many uh, pounds you can eat per month. And uh, if you consume more than that from some of those water bodies, it could increase your health risk. So check it out. Also, there's mercury contamination. It's everywhere. There's also 49 other waterways in Louisiana. And also for the Gulf of Mexico, saltwater fish are not immune from it at all. All right, that being said, uh, let's see what else I got. Oh, we got to tell you about the coastal marine forecast. If you're going out there, it's going to be breezy. Uh, the closer to the uh, Gulf you are, the higher the winds are going to be. Small craft advisory is up, looking at northeast winds, 20 to 25 knots offshore, about 3 to 6-foot seas. Calming down out there a little bit tomorrow, 15 to 20 range. Uh, it'll be a moderate chop on the inside waters. The wind eventually is going to switch around from the northeast to the east, uh, probably sometime tonight or tomorrow. Not much tide, about a four-tenths of a movement there. Mississippi River jumped up a little bit and continues to climb. It is at 7.1 on the New Orleans gauge. Temperature-wise, if you're headed out, bundle up. It's going to be a chilly boat ride to start for sure here at St. Hubert's Cathedral. It's 38 degrees. 
43 in New Orleans, tie for our warm spot. Grand Isle in Venice at 48, Lake Charles and Mobile are at 39, Lafayette, Baton Rouge at 38, and then you get up north Louisiana, we're below freezing a little bit. Alexandria is 30, Shreveport 31, and Monroe, it is 30 degrees. But you're going to have lots of sunshine and a little bit of a quick warm-up, so if you might want to delay your trip just a little bit. And we'll be right back after this. If you're headed down to St. Bernard Parish, Robbie Campos got some advice for you on where to launch, what to have, and how to catch those fish. We'll be right back with his report right after this pause. You're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. All right, it's got the boat gassed up and the rods and the reels, and you're ready to go catch some fish down in the St. Bernard Parish area. You're fishing Shell Beach, Hopedale, Delacroix. Robbie Campo joins us now from the marina there at Shell Beach to give us a little bit of report of what went on this weekend and the current conditions. Robbie, how bad is that wind blowing right now down at Shell Beach? Well, it's, I'll tell you, Don, it's a steady 18, 20 miles an hour northeast wind this morning, uh, 46 degrees. It's kind of chilly out. Um, I would, I think if I was coming fishing today, I'd wait for the sun to come up a little bit, warm up things a little bit before I would, uh, head out. Um, you know, this past week wasn't too bad. Um, I told you yesterday when I talked to you, uh, you know, any one of these bayous from Violet coming down along this, uh, Lake Bourne area here on this eastern shoreline, uh, plenty, plenty catfish being caught. And, you know, Don, in February, you know, anything to bite the line is is a plus. So, you know, it's, uh, I mean, it's just it's been tough fishing. I'm not going to lie to you. But, um, you know, you just don't get that many good days in February to go fishing. Uh, and with that said, you know, if, you know, this is an option that you could do. You could go fish these catfish, and they, and they catch some beautiful catfish up in this marsh here. Um, and, and I'm telling you, anybody that's got seven, eight, ten feet of water in it, you could go in there and you could catch these catfish in it. And it's, you know, it's a good fight. It's fun. And it doesn't, you know, it's not rocket science on how to catch them. It's just a, a jig head on the bottom with a piece of dead shrimp. And I mean, and it's, you know, it's, it's game on. So uh, you, that's an option for today. Uh, you know, they've been catching plenty of bass around here up in uh, the Lena Lagoon area, you know, coming up the channel, going all the way back up to Violet again. Any one of these Trinassas, they've been catching some bass. Now, the water is a little higher this morning, that which is going to probably toughen that up a little bit because the water had been low, and uh, for the last couple of days it's been low. And, you know, those uh, little bat, those little, those little uh, green trout, you know, they've been out in front of those Trinassas, so they've been a lot easier to catch, you know, with the water low. When the water comes up, well, you got to go back up in the grass a little bit to get them. Um, been catching just a few speckled trout up the ship channel here on the uh, Lemonhead Matrix Sheds and about that 10 to 15 feet of water. Uh, been getting a few. That seems to be the bait of choices, that, that Matrix Shed, uh, Lemonhead, um, up the channel this way uh, around where the walls, the Great Wall of St. Bernard starts. Uh, from there, going up towards Violet. Been getting just a few trout up in that area. They've been catching just a few redfish up in the marsh, in the Biloxi Marsh back here behind Stump Lagoon, and over on the on the south side. Um, they've been getting some sheephead in Bayou Bernard. Any one of these bayous with oyster reef in it, uh, Bayou Robin, uh, Middle Bayou, and the East Bayou. They've been they still they picking up a few sheephead up in there. You don't have to run all the way to the Long Rocks because you're not going to get there today anyway with the 
you know, with the conditions with uh, this wind blowing 18, 20 miles an hour. So you do have some options for today. It's just uh, – and you have, you know, the water's up a little bit, so it's not dead low. So you do have some options for today. It's just if you want to go do it in a 20-mile-an-hour wind, look, if you do, hook the left at the bridge and come on down and see us, and we'll get you, we'll get you going. You know, Rob, we were talking about those blue catfish uh, being nice. Uh, you pretty much take what you can get in February. It's a tough month to fish. But I tell you what, those thin fried catfish, I'll take those in May, too. I'm not going to pass them off. That's a great fish. <laughs> well, you know, you're, you're absolutely correct. <laughs> and look, and, and you know, you would think, you know, and people, I, I get asked this question all the time. Well, man, after Hurricane Ida, it seemed like it should have. they should have been, you know, you know, we shouldn't have any of the freshwater fish around here anymore. And I tell you, Don, we got as many as we had, you know, before before the uh, hurricane. So don't let that stop you. I mean, we got plenty of catfish to be caught. You know, there's plenty, there's still plenty of little bass to be caught around here. So, you know, um, like I said, if today's your day to fish, and you know, you know, RJ's coming. So I talked to him yesterday. So you know, it's like, if it's Saturday's your day, come on down. Hope the left at the bridge and come see us. RJ's going to rent some shrimp from you, huh? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but, uh, you know, live bait, we, we, we had just a couple live shrimp earlier in the week, but, man, they just don't, they're just not doing good, in this, you know, in these tanks and this cold weather, Don. So right. um, we just got to wait a little while till it warms up and go try, you know, when, you know, when it's, when it's are more effective for us to catch them and keep them alive instead of just going out there and catch them and bring them home and they just they just don't make it, you know. So we're just going to wait a little while. But uh, we do have dead shrimp on hand, so if y'all coming down, come on and see us. Hook the left, as he says. You're giving us a lot of options on a chilly February morning, Robbie. Thanks so much. We appreciate it, and we'll talk to you next week. All right, Don. Talk to you next week, buddy. Bye-bye. All right, Robbie Campo, Campos Marina, Shell Beach. Coming back after this, he was talking about those bass. Jeff Brule got into some white perch. He's got a full freshwater report for you. Coming up next, right after this timeout, welcome to the Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. And our freshwater fishing report with Jeff Brule is brought to you by Pure Fishing, featuring Berkeley's new line of saltwater hard baits, including the Chapo, Abu Garcia Zenon's lightest advanced line of rods and reels, the Jordan Lee Signature Series, and Plano's line of highly durable and functional ice chests. Look for them all at your favorite retailer or visit purefishing.com. A lot of you veteran bass fishermen may recall that at one time we had what was called a trophy and quality lakes system. There were water bodies across Louisiana that were designated to host trophy and what they considered quality bass. One of those areas was False River. That program has pretty much failed and has gone away. You don't hear any talk about it anymore. Uh, False River kind of became uh, the Dead Sea for a while. You didn't hear anything, but all of a sudden there's a resurgence there. And, Jeff, can you tell me what is going on at False River with all these big bass starting to show up there? Uh, they had a Fisherman Bass Tournament last weekend. <clears throat> hope I get the names right. James Porcow and Devin Pusho. That's Pusho is where okay. they say that. <laughs> All right, I'm bad on the on the French. So but they had a 19 pound stringer, but they had a 9.94 big bass to top that stringer off. So that just shows you take some big fish in the lake. They're also uh, with some up, some other nice 
uh, fish brought in, several in the six to seven pound range. Now, if you ever fished a tournament, you know when some guy walks up there and throws a 10 pounder on a scale, you don't really need to weigh your big fish anymore. So sometimes uh, there's only like three or four big fish in the chart of the uh, results. So that just tells me that after these, some of these bigger fish were weighed in, nobody weighed any big fish. But looking at the total weights, you could tell that they probably had a lot of four, four to five pound fish brought in because they had numerous stringers in the 14, 15 pound range. So that's good news for the Oxbow. I think it had a drawdown this winter. I think the water's starting to come back up. And uh, it's it's pretty close to Baton Rouge, probably about less than an hour. And it's pretty reachable by New Orleans standards, too. You can probably about a two-hour trip you can be up there. But it's a lot of docks to fish. It's just a big Oxbow off the, that been sealed off from the Mississippi River. So it's been stocked over the years and it's a real quality lake to go fish if you're looking for, for a different place to go yeah evidently with that 10 pounder showing up uh the dna from those uh, florida bass that w- were once introduced there are still around hadn't gotten watered down or filtered out it's still there to produce bass that size and that's good news for people because it's a very very popular fishing spot well we talked to robbie just a few minutes ago and he was talking about all the bass down there around the violet area you got into some of those this week tell us how you did it yeah, I did. I went with Todd Masson. We went to the Mr. Go area, that, specifically that Proctor Point area. And we had a little smackdown on the bass on Ned Rigs. And, uh, if you don't know what a Ned Rig is, it's basically just a small jig head, um, eight, one sixteenth, some, some even lighter than that, with a small wire hook. And you, you use a little three to four inch, pretty much just a straight tail worm without any kind of tail, just kind of like half a. If you're familiar with a Berkeley General, it kind of looks like a soft stick bait. You just cut those in half. They have some ones specifically made, like the Little General, that are a shorter version. And you just rig it up almost like you're fishing for speckle trout, just like a jig head and a piece of plastic. And you uh, you just kind of bounce them off the bottom, drag them. There's a couple of different techniques you can use. But uh, the big thing is when you're fishing them, you don't use a hard hook set like you would for a trout or something. You basically just reel this thing up hard and and fast, and then when you feel the fish, you kind of put a pull set on him. Because, um, you know, we lost a few fish to start, but once we kind of got the hang of it, we, we worked pretty well around the area and caught plenty of fish. And hopefully that'll be up on a video this week on Todd's YouTube channel. But it's, so that's uh, a, it's, it's close. It's close. We're getting real close to all this button busting loose for this weather. So it's a Ned rig. Who was Ned that it was named at? How'd they get that name for it, Ned? It, it start, started up in, like, the Missouri Lake areas where kind of a – chunk rock bottom they used kind of a mushroom head that would kind of eat glide through the rocks and i don't know how the guy come up with it but basically it's just a finesse fishing way and it's it's good all year long but it's really great in the cold cold water and the water temperature the other day was about 51 52 so that's cold for louisiana but these missouri arkansas lakes where they use it a lot when that water temperature gets in the 40s it's basically just kind of a dead stick or slow drag and it's just a small presentation uh, in the wintertime because a lot of times the bait fish are, are small and the fish just don't want to chase a big, large bait. They just rather pick up something little, and that's why it works so well. It catches little fish, big fish, everything. Is it uh, just a leadhead color or it comes in colors? <clears throat> you can get it in different colors, uh, watermelon and black, basically, or just uh, mm-hmm. a lot of times I, I've got some moles that, that I pour my own head, and I just use a... Uh, about a number one odd hook with a eighth ounce 
kind of ball head that you'd use for speckled trout or white perch, that kind of shaped head with a collar on it. And uh, I cut my generals in half. It kind of saves you some money on the uh, bait because you can get a bag of bait and just cut them in half and use both sides. And uh, But it doesn't really have any action. You know, it has a little bit of wiggle on the end, mm. but I think it's more of a bottom contact kind of bait. You can swim it. There's a few little other baits you can buy to have little curls or tails, but cold wintertime, a lot of times you don't want anything with a curl tail, any kind of movement, because uh, the water's so cold, the plastic doesn't move well for one reason. But you just peg it in there like you would a <clears throat> matrix shad or something like that, And uh, but this is just a, about a little three-inch thing. If you kind of remember the old trout tout grubs for tr- speckled trout fishing, it's kind of like that set up with that rounded bottom head. And it just sits well on the bottom, kind of stands up a little bit. And they just, a lot of times you don't even feel the bite. You just see your line move off. You just feel pressure. Jeff, uh, late February, headed towards March, thoughts start turning towards the old white perch. What you got for the white perch fishermen? Well, I had a good day on the Chipunkta. I caught nine perch, and uh, most of them were males. The fish were a little bit off the bank. <clears throat> They're coming in. It's just uh, weather like today is going to set them back a little bit, a couple more days. But using the males move up first to make the bed. So this tells me as soon as we get a big warm-up, we're going to have some action on the river. And I, I didn't catch them everywhere. You kind of had to hunt for them. And they were a little scattered still. But uh, the wind kind of blew me off the water. The wind was so bad the other day that you just couldn't hardly. you got out any kind of open water, it just blew you down the bank. Or those light jigs, just you try to put an extra tree and it's coming back at you. The wind's blowing so hard. But just kind of tight line and about six foot off the bank and about four to six foot of water just glide your bait around real slow and you'll pick up some nice fish all right sounds good thanks for the tips and the advice we appreciate it jeff and we'll catch up with you next round all right thanks don all right thanks to jeff also uh those of you good luck to those of you fishing the carnarvon bass trail they've got their first tournament uh, this in fact it's this morning if you see some bass boats at the delacroix corporation launch that's what it's all about the carnarvon bass trail uh, they're going to have some uh, results for us next week they'll be weighing in at 3:30. if you want to stop by and check that out all right coming back after this uh get to some more of your text messages 504-260-1870 is the way to do it we're back right after this on the outdoors with don dubuque radio network well if uh, you're not into squirrel rabbit or quail hunting and uh, goose conservation that's about all you got left that you're not ready to put the shotgun away march 12th might be the place and time for you to get out and help with Gunning for a Cure. It's an annual sporting clays competition, and it raises funds for prostate cancer research. Uh, we're going to have a Bayou Wild shooting team out there. You can come out and meet myself and Captain Ryan Lambert, uh, and, of course, premier shooter Josh Raley, and our cameraman Chris Lecox is going to be shooting with us on the team. That's going to be March 12th. It's at Stella Events and Adventures. That's on Highway 39 down in Braithwaite. Uh, starts off with a breakfast at 8 Shooting gets started at 9 a.m. and the luncheon and the reception and the trash talking gets going from 12 to 5. And they do a free screening, too, for prostate cancer. So uh, make it a, a list on your calendar, things to do, places to go. It's a beautiful uh, facility down there at Stella, and we'd love to see you down there. So if you want to check it out and get a team signed up, you can get your four-man, four-woman team. Uh, just go visit them uh, at uh, Stella Events and Adventures, and you can check it out there. 
All right, uh, it's gunningforacure.org is a simple way to find it. All right, right after this quick 10-second pause, we'll see who's text messaging us this morning. We'll do that right after we let our local stations tell you who they are and where they are along the outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. Well, we've got a lot of truckers listening to this show. I guess they're driving their rigs all night long and in the morning, and the river rat is one of them. He said he's not going to shut his down till the show is over. We're glad to have you, rat. Uh, Justin's in the Gentilly Refuge. He's got active birds and squirrels, but he hasn't seen the ibis, the ducks, or the geese. Why are those birds scarce? Well, this time of year, ducks and geese are, they haven't started their trip back up north yet. Maybe some of the teal have, so they're on their wintering grounds, which means they're not going to be doing as much migrating. Uh, That will start uh, in probably a few weeks. They'll start heading back up north, and you might see those again. Birds and squirrels, there's not much food around. This is the the, the lean time of the year, and they're pretty much trying to find whatever they can, so you'll probably see them a little bit more frequently. Uh, Michael is uh, giving us a hello from the Miami International Boat Show going on today. Uh, The worm is in the worm bed. Good place for you, worm. And let's see, we got the Lafayette Yacker checking on us. He's uh, he's going to be. He wants to know if there's any one location to obtain info on bass and crappie fishing that can help old saltwater anglers easily transition to fresh water. Uh, I'm trying to think. Maybe somebody can can do that. They've got organizations online for just about any of it. Um, you know, you I believe you belong to the Bayou Coast Kayak Fishing Club. And if you go on their Facebook page, uh, they mainly concentrate most of it's on saltwater. There's a lot of freshwater fishing information there, too. Uh, You can also go to the Department of Wildlife and Fisheries website, and they've got some information on some of the lakes. Some of our our management areas have some really excellent freshwater fishing on them that a lot of times people overlook. One of those places I could recommend that's not too far from you is uh, right up the road there. Um, the name escapes me right now. Brendan Bayard always talks about it. It's around Ville Platte. Somebody will let me know. Text me at 504-260-1870. And we'll be back right after this. we got another fishing report, information on uh, down near the Empire area. We're going to check in with Mitch Jurisic. He's at the Delta Marina, where I stopped by last week and uh, – Boy, I had a great meal at the Ponderosa restaurant. He'll talk about that. We'll find out if he's got some live bait and where you might catch some fish on a windy, chilly February morning where you're listening to The Outdoors with Tom Dubuque, Radio Network. All right, while we're trying to get a hold of Mitch Jurisic and get a report from down there, finishing up on that last text from Lafayette Yakachico State Park. I don't know why I didn't think of it, but uh, someone texted it in immediately, and it came to me as soon as I mentioned it. Uh, it's close to Ville Platte, Opelousas. It's a state park. It's got some camping areas, uh, cabins, also some primitive camping. It's a nice, uh, fairly good-sized uh, lake, but easy one to get around, and you can bring your kayak up there, and it's got lots of freshwater fishing in it. Another suggestion uh, came from our producer, Doug Christian, uh, North Shore Fishing Report that, that uh, our friend Keith Lusher puts out. Check out the North Shore Fishing Report, and there's a lot of freshwater information about fishing those North Shore rivers and also some of the marsh areas there. All right, I believe we have Mitch now. Mitch, you with us? Yes, sir. How you doing, Don? Hey, doing good, man. How's the weather down there? Probably a little breezy and chilly this morning, huh? 
Oh, yeah. It seems like what is this deal with these fronts coming through every weekend? It seems like they just, you know, <laughs> right about the time that Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday is nice. And then all of a sudden, Thursday, evening, Friday, Saturday, we get these fronts that come through on the weekend. We got to get them to reschedule. We got to get them to come through on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday and give us a great weekend because, you know, we we uh we started getting a little busy now. You know, people are really getting ready. Hunting seasons are kind of winding down, as you said earlier, and people are looking looking to fishing. You know, and and we just can't get this weather right for nothing on a Friday or Saturday. It looks like tomorrow may be better, but you know, it's just crazy. I mean, it's just the timing of things. You know, I'm ready for old man winter to move on, and uh, let's get into fishing mode. Let's get into our summer mode. You know. Well, there's a lot to be said for being off during the week when you get situations like that where the weekends are bad. Well, we do have turkey season to look forward to, and I know you're going to be doing some of that. But, uh, yeah, the fishing, you know, this is the kind of time of the year where, you know, you just lower your expectations. It's going to be nice a little bit later on. The sun's going to come out, and you've got to get tucked out of that wind, find a place out of the wind, and uh, throw some bait down there. By the way, do you have some live bait that most of the places we're talking to this morning do not? Oh yes, sir. We 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 fully stocked on live shrimp. We've been very fortunate, you know, that our live bait boats are are still doing well. Uh, you know, they're all operating, and and I got a couple of them that work for me, and and it's really it's really been really been good. We've been having a good steady supply of live shrimp. The shrimp are nice. They they perfect size. Uh, you know, so yes, we've been very fortunate on that aspect. You know, plus we have fresh dead bait all the time. Uh, you know, we got some some nice fresh shrimp. Uh, that we, you know, have. And uh, so it's been, it's been really, really good. We've been very blessed that our boats have been able to go out. It's been a kind of, you know, I'm watching even the commercial shrimpers are really catching you know, a lot of shrimp down river. I mean, they're just load coming in with boatloads of shrimp. So, you know, we've been able to have a supply of good, fresh uh, dead bait also. Uh, so it's been, it's been kind of strange. It's been a, you know, but it's good. I mean, I'm glad because, you know, we, we look at the tanks and, you know, my bait boat delivered some more yesterday evening late, so we're fully stocked for the weekend, uh, looking good. Uh, and, you know, some of our guides are starting to crank back up now. And, they you know, mostly limits of redfish is what's coming in right now. They're fishing a lot, primarily on the east bank of the river. As you know, Empire is located right, right in, you know, we have the Empire Lock, which allows the boats to run to the east bank. Uh, and go fish on the east side of the river. And there's big limits of redfish coming in from the east bank of the river. Well, you know, Mitch, uh, we've got three weeks, and uh, Paddlepalooza is going to take over your marina. I'm sure you're getting all your cabins are probably all booked up. If not now, they will be very soon for that. And that's a great event. What what uh, advice would you have for people in kayaks? What direction should they go leaving from the marina, if that's where they're going to be launching? Well, Don, this time of year, actually, Empire has a pretty big harbor inside the floodgate system. Uh, you know, we have, you know, several canals, a lot of dead-end canals. And right now, you know what happens this time of year, those speckled trout and everything come into these deeper holes in these canals and, and everything. And oh, just anywhere, you know, we had the little rock rock system right around the floodgate and on the outside of the Empire floodgate and along the shoreline of Bay Adam headed up to the north. And then you have those old pilings where the camps used to be plus we have a nice little still a little 
ironically, we still have a little area of marsh right south of the floodgate, you know, around Drake's Bay and everything, which is very accessible by kayak. So, yeah, we're looking forward to that. All our cabins are booked right now. We're having the overflow go to a couple of uh, couple of our lodges and, and uh, places right around Empire. Uh, you know, we're, we're kind of throwing the overflow that way, but uh, it's really going to be a big March is really boomed up. We're we're almost fully booked for the whole month of March. We're really looking forward to, you know, to things to come. I think this is going to be the year that Delta Marina really shines. You know, people have found out about us now, and we're really we're really booking up. We're getting a lot of phone calls, you know, about everything. Uh, so I think the word's finally getting out, thanks to you and, and others, and word of mouth. Uh, you know, it's really doing. It's really coming around, and. And we're thankful for that, you know, and and we're staffed, you know, pretty much fully staffed right now. So we're we're ready. We we just kind of my employees look around and they asking me, "Oh, boss, it's kind of slow." I said, "Get ready." I said, "You enjoy <laughs> your slow time because it's fixing the it's fixing to happen." In fact, last night the restaurant was was packed all night long. We had standing room only, people waiting on tables, which is something we haven't seen. And that was really nice to see. A lot of local people came out last night. We had that live entertainment. A local local musician comes in on the weekends and sings, and people are really starting to come out and enjoy their time. You know, uh, oyster-wise, I'm fixing to head on the water. I have to go get a few more oysters for the weekend because, you know, we've been kind of slow, so I've been, you know, trying to monitor and watch how, how these oysters, you know, you know, I don't want too many on hand, but, Yes, I got. I'm going fishing, but I'm going fishing in a different aspect this morning. I got to go get more oysters for the restaurant to finish out the weekend. So. Well, my, my friend Janice and I went down there last Sunday. We're sorry we missed you, but uh, Chef CJ really put a good meal out for us. And the Ponderosa Restaurant is one of the finest down there in Plaquemines Parish, and uh, you deserve a lot of credit for pulling that off down there. That's not easy to have a good restaurant in, in an area that's, you know, so remote, and, you know, you got to find the right employees, and I think you've done that, and what a great place you got there. Yeah, so now, yeah, so y'all had made it down. I know, I think we were out of oysters by the time you got there. I'm not sure if they were or not, but I know they did run out on Sunday. And that's not, I'm not going to let that happen. I got to keep ahead of that. I'm the oyster guy, you know. But, uh, you know, I was busy. As you know, I was busy, you know, closing up the hunting camp, watching, watching my turkey strut around me. We're talking about turkey season coming up. And I'm telling you, we have a, a great, a great flock of turkeys this year looks like we had a very good hatch last year. You know, I watched on the last day of deer season, three different flocks of turkeys came by, and that was really phenomenal. And one of them gobbled about 30-something times. I mean, he just blew my mind. He, he had my blood pumping so hard. He, I said, man, wait up, hold up, guys. It's a little bit too early yet, you know. Yeah, you <laughs> got to hide I, those regulations. Hide those regulation pamphlets. They get to reading that and then disappear when the season opens up. Yeah, they, they they have a habit of they have a habit of doing that. And I said, man, don't, y'all too early, you know. Come come see me in about another month and month or so. In fact, they moved our turkey season back in Alabama, and I'm a little disappointed with that. It doesn't open till March 26th, yeah. and it stays open till May 8th. And sometimes the later it's open, the better. But you know, ah, man, you know, yeah, I don't know. It, it, we talked about that before, the way they tweak these yeah, seasons, the way yeah. they try to make it work. You know, it becomes a, I don't know, it just it just bothers me 
you know, because I'm used to my old-time ways. I guess March 15th, I want to be in those woods. Now I've got to wait a whole other 10 days. Well, they move it past the peak goblin season, and it takes all the, the fun. I mean, that's what turkey hunting is, is calling the birds in. And when they stop calling, then you look, and it becomes deer hunting like an ambush. And But that's intentional to try to cut back the harvest, and they're successful at doing it. And I think it should be done more on, you know, like they do on the deer management. If you've got turkeys on your property, you should be allowed to take more. Some areas do have scarce problems, but that's another story on turkey management. Well, Mitch, uh, we got to run. Thank you so much for the report that you give us, and keep up the great work down there at Delta. Sure will, Don, and hope to see you again soon. Next time I'll try to be around instead of playing chase the turkey with you or something like that. (laughs) We will be back. Thanks again, Mitch. We'll see you soon. All right, Mitch Jurisic down at the Delta Marina. Coming back, it's Daryl Carpenter. He's in Grand Isle. We'll get an update there right after this. Thanks for joining us on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, it's windy and chilly in Grand Isle. What do you do on a day like today? Daryl, do they have any parades in Grand Isle coming down Highway 1 maybe? <laughs> uh, maybe up in Lafouche Paris, Golden Mountain, they, they might have some, but not here. Man, I can tell you. Don, I've been watching the TV news, and, man, they missed this one. You know, all I've been seeing on the TV is uh, now that we've got TV back, that was our last big step. Um, but uh, all I've been seeing was this was a one-day little mild cold front that we were going to catch, catch the tail end of. But I'm going to tell you, come, what, 4 o'clock yesterday afternoon, that wind started howling, and I have felt it and heard it all night long. It is you know, gusting 25 plus. Uh, just check the tide chart because it's a little bit chilly for me to walk outside and look at the water just yet. And uh, water's falling out of here like a rock. It's going to be one of those days that, you know, there's just going to be no water anywhere. It's a it's a good day. Now, look, if you've been wondering where the debris is after the storm, today's a good day to maybe go nose around a little bit in some of those spots you were wondering about because anything that's out there is going to show its head. But, uh, but other than that, man, look, this weather is, ooh. And uh, I just checked the offshore forecast, and they're saying, well, we got one day, what, Monday, that the wind might stop blowing. And other than that, it's just going to flip around, which is, you know, brings us to this time of the year that makes it very, very difficult. Because last week, we had two or three days where the water was really, really low. Uh, all you could fish was deep holes. You just had to look for deep holes, mostly redfish and sheephead. Then what, uh, I guess it was Wednesday, Thursday, the wind switched out of the south. Tides came up real high. Uh, water warmed up real good. It, I think, in talking to some of the other guys, we think that the trout have started to make their move back down south. My Lafitte guys aren't catching very many trout. There's, they're not ganged up a whole lot in any one place is what we have found the last week. Um which means to us they're in this transition. But then they get started in this transition, and here comes a cold front like this that knocks the temperature way back down. The water temperature, while it's not cold yet, it's still, what, I think in the upper 50s, but it's dropping like a rock. That change is is happening real rapidly. And that's, you know, making those fish hunker down again for a little while. Um, so it's probably, it looks like March is rolling in like a lion a, a week or so early. Um, it's probably going to be tough this week, the way the wind's blowing. I think the next couple of days, especially with this low, low tide that we're going to have and, and not much range, 
I think this is going to be another story where we're going to talk about how good the side of the road is going to be in them deep bar pits with this nasty weather to get anywhere else. Yep, that might be the only option. Well, you got to watch those weather reports. You know, most of those are designed for uh, on parade routes in the inner cities. It's not down along the coast, and it can be so different, you know, wind speeds and directions down along the coast as it can from on the interior parts of the, the state. Well, Darrell, thanks for the report as always. We appreciate it. I know you're getting closer and closer to that target date to get people out there. They can reach you on my website and at realscreamers.com. Give them a telephone number. Yeah, they can call 225-937-6288. All right, my friend. Enjoy the weekend. We'll talk to you next week. Have a good day, Don. Stay warm. Yes, I will. Daryl Carpenter. All right, when we come back after the top of the hour break, we'll get to some more of your texts. Uh, also, we're going to tell you about a very special segment we're going to have on this show next week called Louisiana Ducks in Crisis. Got some special guests going to be joining us now that the duck season has wound down and it's still fresh in your mind. We'd love to hear from you and let you hear from them. We'll be back to talk more about it. Right after the top of the hour break, and we'll be back with hour number two of the Outdoors with Don Dubuque radio program.